I'm Quentin Carlin, and welcome to the Self-Develop Life Podcast, the ultimate personal and professional development coaching, consulting, and counseling show where I interview industry experts to help you upgrade and optimize your limitless health, wealth, and lifestyle. Here we dive into a variety of topics such as fitness, finances, faith, family, relationships, dating, divorce, biohacking, business, investing, mindset, meditation, minimalism, religion, spirituality, and success secrets, and many other life hacking tips, techniques, and tools to help educate, inspire, and empower you to live your most self-developed life possible. So if you're interested in any of those topics, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel where all these episodes are also filmed and uploaded. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the show sponsors and give you access to some limited time, really awesome bonus announcements to upgrade your fitness and finances. You can access all these tools and other resources. I'll continually add an update on the show website at www.selfdeveloplife.com along with my other social media accounts. So you can reach out and follow me. I'd love to connect with you. So go ahead and do that. Announcement number one, the world-famous 30-day no-alcohol challenge is now an official SDL show sponsor, which is amazing because this massive online community-driven program has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, CNN, that my friend James Swanwick, who is an ex-ESPN sports announcer, created. Look, I took this challenge two years ago, 2017 in January. And I committed that I would stop drinking for 30 days. And I felt so good and was so productive that I kept it going. And it's been two years. I'm not saying that I haven't had a drink in those two years, but I've been 100% sober and hangover free. And it's been amazing. So if you're looking to cut back on your drinking and save money on those expensive bar tabs and have your liver and wallet thank you, go to www.30daynoalcoholchallenge.com forward slash Quinton, or simply click the link below in the show notes. And when you enroll, DM me a screenshot on either my Instagram or Facebook account. And I'm going to give you an extra bonus where I'm going to be your sponsor and mentor for that month. That's right. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching with you to help support you as you take this life-changing program, because basically I want as many people as possible to benefit from it. Um, So use my special link below and begin your 30-day sobriety detox cleanse now. I'd be honored to support you. For more information on that, go back and listen to episode 32, 33, and 34 to hear James's incredible story and the thousands of other people who have already taken this 30-day no-alcohol challenge and can create your supportive environment to keep you accountable and help you navigate how to date and be social and go out and not drink. It's amazing. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, now that you have all this free time that you're sober for the next month, uh, maybe the first time in months or decades you've ever done that, what are you now going to do with all of your newfound spare time? Well, how about do something productive, like start a side hustle online business? And it's never been easier since I've been involved in the e-commerce space since 2007 and have seen countless business models and systems. I got to say, I've never seen one that's gotten the incredible results that one website template has. That is ClickFunnels. Guys, it's massive. 
If you want to convert your traffic into paying customers, go get your number uh, $1 account trial set up in the link below or on selfdeveloplife.com. And go ahead and check out episode 39 for an overview on how thousands of people just like you are using this easy to use software to sell anything to anyone online. All right. And lastly, announcement number three, I have a 90 day health and wealth coaching challenge for you. I've used the same e-commerce system that I mentioned previously to start a business selling the number one selling CBD essential oil in the industry that is actually farmed out of the US. So if you suffer from any anxiety, depression, joint pain, insomnia, or even cancer or any other serious ailments, this natural medical breakthrough alternative is exactly what you need. And as a listener, I can even hook you up with a free sample bottle by doing these two things in this limited time giveaway. Number one, go leave a five-star review and comment ranking on iTunes right now about just saying what you enjoy about this podcast. Is it the guests? Is it the inspiration you get? Anything. Just leave a simple, short comment and screenshot that and DM me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I will choose a random winner each month. Number two, go ahead and take the 90-day CBD challenge free tour that is in the show notes below or on the selfdeveloplife.com site. And also listen to episode number 33, 36, and, or sorry, 35, 36, and 37, where I have doctors and specialists sharing info that will blow your mind about the health benefits of this. Look, like this is an amazing opportunity, both health-wise and this might be something that you want to be start promoting on your side business. Because uh, this is not the gold rush, it's the green rush of the booming CBD legalized hemp industry. And no, you don't get high off this. This is medicinal. It's not recreational. And as I said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I just see this as an incredibly rare opportunity for you to get on to the ground floor of this brand new market. It's kind of like finding out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early, just like I did when I found Ethereum that was like $14 and it peaked at $1,500. It was amazing. So speaking of that, um, I also have a Bitcoin and crypto course that you can go and download now. It's everything that I've learned, resources, safety, storage, everything you need to know if you want to get involved investing in the crypto industry. And that is along with my new book coming out called Money Hacks. It's a video course and ebook that talks about 25 different ways for you to make more money and save more money. This is what they should be teaching people in school, but unfortunately they don't. So I'm teaching you this here on my site. So to wrap this up, if any of these announcements and resources sound interesting and appealing to you and you want some more info, feel free to book a free one-on-one 45-minute coaching and consulting call with me where we can talk about anything and everything you want. And this is just a way for me to kind of give back and get to know my listeners. Like I love so much. I'm so uh, grateful and humble that you're sharing and supporting this show. Um, So I want to give back. So I've got my calendar schedule uh, below. Book a time and I'll give you a call. And that's that. 
So thanks again for sharing the show. If you haven't shared it with a friend, just go ahead and copy this link and send it out to a couple people or take a screenshot of it and post it on your Instagram. I'm really trying to get more listeners here and promote what we're doing and all the amazing guests that we have on. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got an incredible lineup of shows coming down. So make sure you keep tuning in. So that is it for the business and pleasure is now out of the way. So let's start with today's conversation. All right, welcome back everyone to today's episode and I'm joined with a couple fellow travelers and we're talking about their basically travel nonprofit organization that they created about, well, I'll let you explain it, but um, yeah, I'm here at the villa. It's a little loud, so once again, bear with us with the uh, background noise, but we've got cousins, we've got Chi and Sarah. Uh, we're going to bring them out of here and she's going to, they're going to introduce themselves. I've actually never interviewed two people at once. So this is going to be an interesting, uh, dynamic and it's just casual conversation about what they're doing. It's a really cool conversation about starting a nonprofit, which is what they've been working on a passion project for the last two years. So welcome to the show and come on out. Maybe if you want to start who you are, where you're from and what you're doing. Sure. Um, my name is Chi. I am from California and I am the vice president of Trek Relief, which is um, the nonprofit that we're going to be speaking about today. Awesome. My name is Sarah. I'm from the U.S. I live in Seattle. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, and I'm serving as the chief information officer for Trek Relief. So what is Trek Relief? You kind of gave me a, a brief overview of it over lunch, and it sounds so, so cool. You know, so I just wanted to kind of give you the platform to kind of share about it and all the huge impact you're making around the world with all what you're doing. So. Sure, yeah. So Trek Relief is um, a nonprofit organization that was founded by our friend um, Candice Young, um, a total boss lady, um, if any of you guys know her. Um, it was founded in response to the April 2015 earthquake in Nepal, which um, if any of you guys know, um, over 9,000 people um, died because of that earthquake and hundreds and thousands of um, buildings were decimated in Nepal. And um, Candice is also a hardcore backpacker traveler, and she was backpacking through the mountains, um, the Himalayas, and uh, came across so much destruction that she was really moved to do something about it. So she decided to um, put her efforts towards um, increasing tourism in the Himalayas, again, giving business to the people in the mountains, the Nepalese people whose economy, entire economy, became built around um, trekkers. And so she brought a lot of trekkers to Nepal. And, you know, since then, since um, the start of this nonprofit two years ago, our, actually our two-year birthday was January 30th. Um, Congratulations. Thanks. Um, yeah. And uh, since then, um, we've raised over $200,000 to date, um, which has helped rebuild over 61 um, structures, um, 12 of which are orphanages for children who are orphaned just by that earthquake, losing either one or both parents in the mountainside rubble and all of the aftershocks. Um, and then now we're also working on a school in Nepal as well, which is a three-year project. Um, so yeah, that, that's amazing. You know, like just to think in two years, which isn't a whole lot of time, to raise two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and knowing how far that money can go in a country like Nepal, where the cost of living, you know, you could you could do a lot with that. Like with some people in America might be thinking like, well, that's not even a house, but in underdeveloped countries like Nepal, third world countries, that can like really revolutionize like a village. 
you know, and what you're doing with like building a school is amazing. I've got a friend, uh, Taylor, who runs a company called a nonprofit called Changemakers, and they they build schools um, all around the world. So I think that that's amazing what you're doing. So how did you two kind of get involved with that? Like, what's your background? Because I know that your backgrounds are both very different than uh, the nonprofit scene. But is this kind of something you had an idea and you connected with the founder to kind of get on board with? Like, how did the whole structuring of it go? Well. What's really interesting about Candace's story too was that um, she wanted to bring people into these areas that not a lot of people normally go to. It's not the most popular places to go trekking, uh, which is why they needed the relief even more so. Right. So it's these areas where you can really only access them by foot. Um, and so she had the idea to bring more tourism into these areas. And then at first, enlisting just her friends because she was just one person right um, not even knowing that she could make this difference so it was a matter of hey would you like to go to this beautiful valley that not a lot of people go to because it's not annapurna it's not everest right. um, but go on this trek support these people that i've met and i want to build something there and so we were one of the first people to go on one of her coordinated trips Got to it. go through the region and meet with the community leaders that she had been speaking to about this and while we were there, we were incredibly inspired about what went on, um, loved the work, loved the track itself and the trip, and um, ultimately worked together with her to build it into something more when she decided, let's make it a real thing. Right. Um, so we've created a board of directors, which we're a part of, uh, enlisted a few more people, and have obtained official 501c3 status in the U.S. as a nonprofit tax-exempt organization, right. so that we are able to um, get more funds, uh, more donations, or more presence even as an official organization to be able to do this type of work. Right. Well, that, that was going to be my next question. You know, like I've got friends that have talked about starting a nonprofit. So like from the first thing that needs to be done, like what, if someone has an idea, what is the kind of process to go through getting that set up? I don't know if you did that or if she did that or oh, if you know about it, you've done it. Yeah. We did it together. Okay, cool. It's, it's a pretty challenging thing, right? There were a lot of uh, steps to go through, yeah. a lot of paperwork, you know, a lot of legalities. Yeah. Um, I think number one, it's perseverance yeah. and passion, because otherwise it'd be hard to face all the difficulties you might encounter in going through right. paperwork, mm -hmm. um, for example, and, and enlisting the right people to help you figure that process out. We are all new to this. Right, yeah, her. right. Um, what's great is I think we've proven that it can be done regardless of your background, which actually I meant to get back to your other question about yeah. what we do and how it's different. Uh, but I would just like to say we all come from vastly different backgrounds. No um, formal experience in even running, yeah, business or nonprofit, at least in this this capacity. Mm. Um, but we've somehow managed to figure it out and pull it together. So, that, yeah, that's that's awesome. So do you want to kind of share what your backgrounds are? Like, it's pretty awesome what you're doing. I know you're a big hiker and you're a big traveler, so you've got a pretty sweet situation that allows you to do both and earn a living. So if you want to share what you're up to. Sure. Um, it wasn't always like that. I just recently started traveling abroad, uh, working remotely. I was working remotely prior to this back in Seattle. Um, I work as a firm. Uh, my main line of focus is to direct uh, engineering systems and business operations. I've been working in aerospace for a decade now, actually. Just working for NASA and aerospace <laughs> technology, not a big deal. It's just, you know. <laughs> but I love nature. I love hiking. I trek a lot. Um, and I also believe that there's one place in the world that could use a lot of technical or yeah, technical aspects or technological advances. 
um, it would be the nonprofit world, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, especially in terms of systemic processes and procedures and making sure that we're compliant and within regulation and all the things I would do for aerospace, I would love to translate it over to nature and nonprofits. So we've got an aerospace genius and we have... Yeah, and uh, my background is actually nonprofit work. So I went to UCLA for nonprofits, studied international development studies and global oh. studies and public health. Um, and so that's why when Candace actually first sent out her, so the way she started was this totally grassroots effort. She right. emailed a small group of her friends and said, hey guys, I want to put together a track. Is anybody interested in coming? Your funds will be you know, donated to the local communities. And I was the first person who jumped on and said, yes, let's do it. Um, and obviously Sarah, came along as well and she's also super passionate about it um so mostly nonprofit, and now i'm doing real estate investing and so um my goal is to um have a career that actually lends gives me financial freedom and time to be able to do nonprofit work um for free and basically open up my own foundation eventually so what kind of foundation would you like to open i actually would like to open up and build and construct communities um, that would house um, sex trafficked victims um, wow. and survivors. Um, so both uh, women and children and you know men, but I would love to have both women and children because then the women could understand what the children went through mm -hmm. and basically create an environment where they feel safe and they can thrive. Because mm -hmm. in a lot of these um, developing countries, once um, a lot of sex trafficked victims don't even try to escape because they know that if they do, they won't be taken back in by their families or their communities. Wow. They're seen as, um, for lack of a better word, uh, I don't know, un untouchable or not desirable, just dirty mm -hmm. now and, and um, creating these communities. I've seen this other awesome, awesome nonprofits do the same thing where they create these communities that allow them to feel safe and um, secure and also be able to have um, education and crafts and trades that allow them to re-enter society on their own and not have to depend on anybody else. It's so huge, you know, especially if you look at all the, actually when I was in university, I was working with a nonprofit that was like working with at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. So youth that were into drugs or coming from like, you know, really un, unsafe family backgrounds. And a lot of them were like in foster homes and stuff. And the thing that really, was so heartbreaking about that is like you would we would set up these programs and it would all be dependent on the funding from the government so if the funding got cut then we're like sorry we can't have this community center for you anymore yeah where you can come and spend time and like do these productive healthy activities like sports and art and music that we had set up so every cycle was like well can we stay open because of funding you know so i think that with nonprofits, the real challenge with all these great ideas and great initiatives is having funding so if you're able to self-fund it through exactly. your bling bling real estate you know that's uh that's really um yeah a really yeah. solid way to go about building something that's literally exactly why i'm doing this the wow. way that i'm doing it because so cool. yeah because i've worked in nonprofits uh for years and yeah. that was the one thing that after a while i was just like okay um, and even, you know, I've had conversations with Candice and other people on the board. I, I actually am, that's why I'm doing it. I, I, the one thing that I wanted to skip was having to ask everybody else mm -hmm. for funding and money yeah. because that is not sustainable. Yeah. You know? Well, even if you have a sustainable business model, like my friend that I mentioned earlier that had the change heroes, that was building all these schools 
basically each person would raise ten thousand dollars himself through their networks or through their business endeavors and then they would build a school and then the, the organization would take like a small percentage of that to run the mm. programs yeah. and just the cost of admin and stuff but they ended up going bankrupt because they just it just was really hard with these small profit margins yeah even for a non-profit it has to have some kind of profit yeah to put back into the system to keep it sustainable yeah so i think that's a, that's a challenge with a lot of these yeah and actually i will say i'll take back what i said earlier where i said it's not sustainable i just that's just my approach to it there's tons of nonprofits out there who that are able to make it very sustainable yeah so. i know a big one a lot of my friends donate to is charity water yes I think. yeah really yeah, big right so well yeah. yeah so their whole model is they don't take they don't put any money towards admin towards admin mm -hmm. that all comes from private investors yes. that kind of get behind it and a hundred percent of all the donations go right to the of project right yeah yeah so that's actually our inspiration and we're actually most of the way there um a big part of us achieving that official 501c3 status was mm -hmm. so that we could properly get big money funding from corporations and other types of sponsorships so that could cover what very little admin costs we do have very tiny mm -hmm. but ultimately our model is um, to provide a platform for our participants as well to collect and raise or provide funds that goes almost completely to the That's projects right. and their travel there. Yeah. Um, so it's in our own way um, a sustainable version that's at a smaller scale that yeah. that allows it to become more sustainable I should say at this time um, following the premise of Charity Water to get the sponsorship for all of the other things that we need to make it run and to create bigger and better projects which we're always working on. No that's that's so cool because especially when you have a passion project like this there's a lot of how long has this been around for? Two, two years. years exactly. So it started two years okay okay yeah. that's good because I see a lot of people saying oh I'm going to start this nonprofit," and then you'll see them pump it up for a month, couple months and then it just kind of dies out so to have something that's kind of long term yeah. and solid and stable is uh it's awesome in two years it's like a, off to a great start yeah what you've done so far i think it's uh the key thing is having a you know one a visionary which would be our founder candace um but two a team that is able to um support that and we just feed off of each other you yeah know? yeah so. well that that's the thing you know like i think that having any kind of successful startup or anything you need to have that solid foundation of people that believe in the vision they're like dialed into the long term like because if you just have something that's well let's try this out first challenge first roadblock people bail out yeah. you know so like having yeah. that core foundation is really important it's all about the follow-through for yes. sure yeah. um it's you know we also make sure to create that type of environment for us that keeps ourselves motivated mm -hmm. because we get discouraged too yeah. Um, yeah so we actually try to meet um in person because we're all spread out across the u.s right. i mean once a year just to connect and to dream big and yeah. to make things happen but they right. will also host events for the community whether it's to go on hikes locally or just to have fundraising parties that are just pure fun yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know and spread the message like all these things really help towards keeping that dream alive right. i think that's really important and we've learned that that's really important yeah no absolutely it's good to mix business and pleasure and work with people you enjoy spending time with and to have an excuse to get together for sure it's also really important for the team but also to go and connect with friends that you haven't seen because you're all spread out and stuff so yeah. i think nowadays with this whole nomadic digital uh lifestyle of working abroad it makes projects like this a lot more feasible and easier to uh follow through with so 
Um, and you two are traveling together in Bali as cousins. Yeah. Any stories you want to share about your uh, your trip here so far? Anyway, we're meeting each other up because we've got these separate travel plans. And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful here. Yeah, it's nice. um, I guess one of the highlights of our trip, if anybody goes to Bali, would be to take a few days to go to Nusa Penida, um, mm. which I hope you're able to make it because yeah, it's wonderful, awesome. wonderful there. Yeah, Some beautiful nature out there. If you're into nature like we are. Yeah. Yes. Any good hikes to recommend? Have you found or is it more just beaches? Well, everybody recommended to go to Lombok and hike Rinjani. But we're here at the wrong time. It's rainy season and there were just earthquakes. So all the trails are closed. I'm super bummed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm traveling. I want to be hiking or finding projects and things to do. Actually, it could be a good probably a project. Yes. There's earthquake aftermath to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't found any yet. So I think right now we're just chilling in Bali and enjoying the, the life here. Yeah. Well, I think that what you said is really important because what I I don't really watch the news. It's always I call CNN constant negative news. So I just like try and block all that out. But what you do see, I see all my news through social media, basically, and you see these big relief efforts when, you know, like this was two no, how long ago? Three years ago. Yeah, April twenty fifteen. Four years now, almost. Yeah. So, yeah. but four years ago, and I remember seeing that like all over social media, like pray for Nepal, all that. Mm -hmm. But then after that, you just hear nothing. Yes. Right. But these countries yeah. are still in total turmoil. Yes. And you see that in in just all these big, huge industries where they're just destroyed. Yeah. You hear about it for two weeks, not even. And then it's just out of sight, out of minds. But yeah. these communities and cities are still just devastated. And it's been years that are still needing development, right? Like it's not just something that you can turn a switch and everything goes back to normal. You know, like it's it's a huge. And that's why our work deal. is continuing. And yeah. also that's why um, this really came about. Because yeah. when Candace had found these you know, grief stricken areas, mm -hmm. they were the areas that said, we did not see any of the government funding. What are you talking about? And mm -hmm. that was a very key part of all of this was to know that sometimes we don't know where the money's really going. Yeah. Sometimes it does go. But oftentimes it's not enough anyway. Yeah. Um, so this is our grassroots approach of bringing in money directly without that middleman, yeah. without knowing, or not knowing where it's coming from or where it's going through. Um, just bringing in people. Yeah, it's a, it's a great way to know exactly where your money is going. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly why Candace decided to found this because she was trekking there two years after the earthquake, mm. you know, yeah. and she said, none of these areas have seen any relief right. except for the occasional helicopter that dropped off food and water right. but that was still so few and far between it wasn't enough people were walking in flip-flops or barefoot on rocks and rubble and snow for days for days and they were living out of tents made out of clothes whatever clothes they had in wow. the freezing himalayan mountains i mean granted wow. they're hardy and they can do it but yes. that's not their ideal or we right we'd want to support that if we can mm. Yeah. And what they did see, or what she did see, was that um, the big cities would get more of the relief, which yeah. gets the priority usually. Like Kathmandu so right. had been rebuilt mm -hmm. for sure, but then about everyone else who was hard to get to, such as the Valley of the Mountains, yeah. Like, yeah. they weren't seeing. Yeah. And then places like Kathmandu also have much more media coverage, right? Yes. So they, the money will be um, spent there. Um, right. Yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap this up, um, someone wants to go trekking to nepal what should they do what should they know how to prepare what would you suggest 
Oh yeah, definitely. So actually, Sarah, you would... oh, I mean, our website is a great resource, yeah. um, even if you're not going to go on a trip with us, mm -hmm. but we'll have um, preparation checklists mm -hmm. and just a little, yeah, things to get you ready mentally, emotionally, and physically, especially with altitude. Even if you're not going up to Everest, for example, you could still be going up, going up to very high valleys. Um, and understanding cultural traditions, right. those things. We have nice snippets. So if you go to trekrelief.org, it's all there. But you can also take a look at our projects and our trips. And we not only support Nepal at this time, but we've more recently started to support Mongolia, which is yes. a beautiful, untouched landscape. One of the few, yeah, least populated places in the world right now yeah. still, That's but is developing. Um, so if you also love that type of landscape yeah. and lots of animals and natural beauty and want to do some environmental stewardship there because they're at a pivotal point in which they understand they may have a waste management problem if they don't do something about it now. Yeah. So they've reached out to ask for advice basically and support from places who've experienced it mm -hmm. um, or who have solutions. So we work together with their local rotary, rotary clubs mm -hmm. um, and their leaders to implement waste bins and waste management systems and education in the schools for kids on wow. just recycling and why would you do that and the impact that it has. So Mongolia is another great trip that we offer too, um, all on the website, so trekrelief.org. That's awesome. We'll definitely have that linked up here below. And uh, I think that Nepal is like been on my bucket list for a long time. Oh, and it's so, it's so cool to kind of meet people that are actually doing a lot of good and all offering a lot of value and service to help that community. The people there are unlike people I've ever met anywhere else. And yeah. we've traveled a bit and um, I just, I think there's such a beautiful energy. I think anybody who's been to Nepal mm -hmm. um, and to the Himalayas, all the villages, they will say that there's a very special energy that the people there carry with them um, and you won't regret it. And the mountains, yeah. so beautiful. Well, one of my friends, Ami, uh, What's up, Ami? Shout out to your restaurant, Bollywood and Busan. <laughs> he uh, he just spent a month there, and I could just see such a difference in him before he left. Was just kind of like all tense and stressed, and yeah. coming back, he just had this like aura of just like yeah. radiance. And I'm like, I want that. Yes. And uh, so everyone who goes to Nepal gets touched in yeah. some way or other. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a pretty magical place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, go check out Nepal support check out what these fine you know very intelligent and well-traveled and change makers are doing in a area that is really kind of not forgotten but in a way it's kind of been you know the the spotlight isn't on it anymore but it still definitely needs assistance and support so um so people can reach out to either of you on the website i'll have that link below and anything else you'd like to wrap up before we kind of uh close off here um, no, just thanks for listening. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out um, at www.trekrelief.org. And follow us on Instagram. We've got some beautiful travel photos uh, from our travelers as well. Yeah, at Trek Relief. Absolutely. And I'll have your personal accounts linked below as well. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. I'll post this up on the podcast soon. And if you like it, once again, share it with a friend and subscribe. And we'll see you on the next one. Peace from Bali.
hope you enjoyed that episode with these two epic cousins. Go ahead and check out their site. It's linked below. Follow them on Instagram. And once again, I'm in Bali, so I apologize for the cafe background, but that's the only place I can get decent Wi-Fi. So once again, thanks for tuning in. See you on the next episode. Share this, subscribe, and see you soon. Thank you.